Hello and welcome to Rigakuru podcast. In this special episode, we have with us Leonardo Ayato Takeshige. And you can call him Leo, who is a postdoc at School of Science. When you think of gold, what comes to your mind? Perhaps gold jewelry, right? And Leo works on gold, but not in a way you might think. So Leo, can you tell us about your work? Yes, of course. So I use gold to make these molecules called gold clusters, which basically have a limited number of gold atoms. And by changing the number of gold atoms, we can change the properties of the resulting gold clusters. For example, we can change their color, or we can change the, the light that they emit, and there are applications in catalysis, and so on. And specifically, the clusters that I make are called carbon-centered gold clusters. And basically, they have a carbon atom surrounded by six gold atoms. And this is quite unique, because usually um, carbon only makes four bonds, so basically carbon only has, can have four neighbors, four um, atoms attached to it. But in our case, we have found that these um, clusters uh, show carbon with six gold atoms. And if you see in any textbook, you will actually uh, see that carbon will only make four um, bonds. And so this started as a curiosity-driven research because we wanted to understand why these clusters were so stable and what kept them together. And in our research, we actually found that these clusters were very bright when uh, we shone uh, UV light, so the light that comes from the sun on them, and they would emit light. So they would, like a light bulb, mm, they would shine in different colors. And by changing the ligands, which is basically like the scaffold around the gold um, atoms, we were able to change the color of the emission of these clusters. Right. So essentially, if I get it right, gold is basically a metal which has elements of gold as a solid particle, mm-hmm. which is what we see in jewelry. Yes. But in your case, in your lab, you're able to take gold atoms mm-hmm. and then put them around a carbon. Yes. Exactly. And a carbon typically bonds with or reacts with four atoms yes. at a time, but in your case, you're able to make it interact with five different gold atoms, Actually, like six, bon- six bonds. Yes. So it basically forms six bonds. How is that possible? Be- because carbon typically bonds with four atoms. Yes, so we're still trying to understand this, but one important factor is the uh, type of bond that the carbon is making in our carbon-centered gold cluster, which is basically, um, instead of making something called a covalent bond, it's making some uh, other type of bond called ionic bond. 
So basically, uh, covalent bond has to be uh, directional, so it can only form in certain directions, and it can only um, form through the interaction of these things called orbitals, which um, which atoms possess. And but in an ionic bond, it's a more um, let's say uniform type of uh, bond and um, the interaction is between charges so the carbon has a negative charge while the gold has positive charged charges and so they come together like a magnet um, attracting uh, in which the plus attracts the minus and so this is what brings the gold uh, around the, the carbon and also there's this thing called orophilic bonds oro meaning gold philic meaning light so gold actually likes itself and it will tend to bond to other gold atoms and we know that these bonds they're actually weak when singly taken but when there are many bonds they build up and they help stabilize these gold clusters. So there are many reasons why carbon would bond with six atoms, and that's good for you because you were able to find out from these gold clusters a few other types of golds and how each of these golds differ in color, for example, and also properties, which you exploit uh, to create new kinds of products, which let's talk about the colors first. What gives gold different colors? There are two main ways to cause gold clusters to change color and one is to change the number of gold atoms attached and the other is as I mentioned to change the protecting ligands to change the scaffolding around the gold clusters and this will change basically the properties of the gold itself leading to different colored emissions. So essentially you can change the color of these gold clusters uh, which are just six, six atoms of yeah. gold clustered around one carbon mm -hmm. atom depending on how many gold atoms are in the cluster and that, that's one way you could find different colors. So there's yellow gold, there's uh, uh, pink gold, there's red gold. So depending on how many gold atoms are in this gold cluster, the colors would differ as well. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so tell us about the applications of these gold clusters. What are you trying to understand or what are you trying to build from these gold clusters? So as these gold clusters are very bright you can uh, for example use them for lighting applications and integrate them in LEDs and so um, use them basically as room lights or another application is to integrate them into uh, cells and um, by this way you can actually light the cell from the inside and make it much more easy to see the insides of cells 
through uh, a microscope. And in our latest study, in our cluster that can change its emission color through the contact with solvents and through uh, grinding, this can actually work as a um, sensor for toxic gases. For example, chloroform is the, a pollutant and it's also toxic for people. So if um, our cluster changes color when it comes into contact with such a toxic um, compound, we can know that there's the room in the room there's such a compound and we can, um, we can take care of, about it or the um, change of color through grinding could be used to find um, for example some cracks in materials we could integrate it into for example plastics and when the plastic um, undergoes some stress or damage we could visualize where the damage occurred through the uh, different colors uh, of the cluster. So essentially you can exploit the color changing properties of these gold clusters to uh, look at various uh, applications including the plastic uh, deformations in plastics or other materials that you mentioned and looking at um, uh, visualizing what happens inside cells by introducing these gold clusters in there and then seeing how they change color. And similarly, you talked about how you can use them as source of light. Can you tell us more about how these gold clusters can be a source of light? So LEDs are made in layers and there's, I'm not very um, knowledgeable about this, but I can try to explain it. Mm. So there's a cathode layer and an anode layer, and in between, I think, there's the emissive material. And as the emissive material, the material that actually generates the light, we could use our gold clusters. And by running a current and running electricity through the LED, um, we could cause the cluster to uh, convert the electrical energy into light and actually mm, light up the LED. And that would be more efficient than what we have now, or that is that the hope? Uh, yes, that is the hope. We still haven't um, performed such experiments, but we hope that um, we could increase the uh, efficiency of what we have now. I hope that you get to make more of these amazing discoveries and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Rabbi. It was a pleasure.